0: Welcome to the podcast for First Presbyterian Church of Arlington Heights. In this series, Genesis, A New Perspective, we are trying to breathe fresh life into this ancient text that lays the foundation for the Christian Bible. Each week we will be exploring different ways that these Genesis stories impact us and the world around us and our ways of understanding God. I hope you enjoy before I begin this morning, I want to thank everyone here for giving my boys and I such a warm welcome this weekend when we re- uh, arrived in Arlington Heights. I must admit that when the APNC chose Pentecost Sunday as the Sunday for me to preach, I was very excited about it because, one, what Pentecost means to the church, and two, it is the only Sunday in the church year that we get to wear our red stoles and we have red pyramids. And if you haven't figured out, red is my favorite color. (laughs) Being a NC State fan and an alum of that school, it is in my nature to love red. So a day in the church here where we get to wear that thrills me. But in all seriousness, it was another affirmation of the Holy Spirit at work in calling me here and the Holy Spirit's work in the APNC and what they have done to call me here. So now, let us listen for the word of God in Acts 2, verses 1 through 21. It can be found on page 885 of the New Testament section of your pew Bible. Let us listen for the word of God. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all gathered in one place, And at the sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered, because each one heard them speaking in their native language. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all of these speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear, each of us, in our own native language? Parthenians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Pilgea, Pamphylia, Egypt, and parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. In our own language, we hear them speaking about God's deeds and powers. All were amazed and perplexed, some saying to one another, What does this mean? But others sneered and said, They are filled with new wine. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your young men shall see visions, your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days, I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The story of Pentecost is a Christian classic. It's much like the birth narrative or Jesus' resurrection. It's the story that we revisit every year, and we retell this story. Most of us can tell the story by heart, Or at least we know the main points of the story to be able to retell it. And everywhere today, there were Sunday school children gathered in their classrooms making headbands with paper flames on them. And people wearing red to worship in order to symbolize the flames that were placed upon the disciples and the people gathered that day. We give this story authority, we give it authority in our lives, and we point to it because it is a story that has importance to us, just like Jesus' birth and Jesus' resurrection. It's the story that marks time for us, not only in the church year, but as the starting point of the church However, sometimes we get so wrapped up in it being the birthday of the church or the Holy Spirit being given to us as a present by God, like a birthday present, that we forget that it is a fulfillment of prophecies and promises. From the prophet in the Old Testament, like Joel, to the promises made by Jesus in the New Testament that a paraclete, an advocate, Would be given to the people so they may be able to experience the Spirit. We have heard about this Spirit from the beginning of the Bible. It's sometimes easier to focus on the story as the birthday of the church because, in all honesty, the Holy Spirit is kind of confusing, hard to comprehend and understand. Some people even refer to the Holy Spirit as the unknown member of the Trinity. And whenever you ask a Presbyterian, most of the times they can come up with what God means or what Jesus means and their belief in both. After all, we have a cliff note version for us in the Apostles' Creed. So if you look at the Apostles' Creed, it tells you what we believe about God and what we believe about Jesus Christ. But all the Apostles' Creed tells us is we believe in the Holy Spirit. That's it. So then we look to our scripture to tell us about what the Holy Spirit is. And if you look back at Acts 2, we are simply told that suddenly from heaven came the sound of a rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where the disciples were gathered, that it divided tongues as a fire, and it rested upon each of them as the Spirit filled them and began speaking in other languages as the Spirit gave them the ability. And that's it. That's all it tells us about the Holy Spirit. Yet for the disciples, this was their baptism in a sense. It was their introduction to the Spirit and the fulfillment of the promises that Jesus had made to them. It was their beginning to the commandment that Jesus had given them in Matthew 28 to go into the world making disciples. When the wind swept through that house that day, it was a wind of change. It was kind of like the scene from Mary Poppins, where all the nannies are lined up on Cherry Tree Lane, waiting for their chance to interview for the nanny position for Jane and Michael Banks. And Jane and Michael Banks had very carefully written out their own advertisement for what they wanted in a nanny, presenting it to their father, who promptly ripped it up and threw it into the chimney. Well, then this huge... Then you see the TV or the screen pan up to the weather vane, and the weather vane changes directions. And when it does, there's a huge gust of wind come down Cherry Tree Lane, and it clears the whole street of all those nannies. And the wind goes into the house and into the fireplace, sweeping up those pieces and the next thing you see is Mary Poppins floating in with her umbrella and huge carpet bag and every hair in place. (laughs) Well, Mary Poppins ends up turning the Banks house upside down and in the end redirecting and refocusing them on what is really important in life. She brings the Banks family closer together. As a family supporting each other, understanding each other, loving each other. She was a breath of fresh air for that family. The wind of the Holy Spirit is a wind of change that is creating something new the same way it did on the first day of creation when it swept over the waters and created new life. The Old Testament word is ruach, which means spirit or wind. And in the New Testament, the word pneuma means blowing breath, spirit, and wind. Here at First Presbyterian, you have been through a long time of transition. And now you're in the midst of your own Pentecost moment, where the weather vane has changed direction. With the arrival of Reverend Lang, you have a renewed energy and a new vision. With my arrival comes a sharpening of that vision that he is creating, turning it into something new and something real, where we partner together in ministry, tightening our bond as a family, focusing on the things that are really important to us as the family of God, and then taking that into the community and the world around us, living out Jesus' command in Matthew 28, to go into the world baptizing in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, remembering that Jesus is with us always to the end of the age. So get ready for the Spirit to be at work here, because it sends a breath of fresh air that has a very strong southern accent. (laughs) Let us pray. Gracious God, thank you so much for the gift of the Holy Spirit that goes with us. As we read the words that you have left us in the Bible, as we hear the words spoken to us in worship, help us to take those words with us, spreading your word to those we meet in every aspect of our life, sharing your love and grace with those we meet so that they too may know that same love and grace. For it's in your name we pray. Amen.